Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Love in Your Life podcast. This is Dola, your host. And actually, this is the 29th episode and my 30th will be a, an interview with um I mentioned her before. She is an executive coach and we want to talk about how she uh her 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 uh trajectory from where she began after college to her current um, consulting career, which she has developed and grown on her own and been very successful. But that's next time. This time, um, I happen to be giving a presentation on emotional intelligence. I've done it before. Uh, This time it's to a group of not-for-profit leaders. And as I was reviewing it for the sake of presentation, it occurred to me that Emotional intelligence, and we touched upon it in previous episodes um, in terms of the job search and discovering what it is we truly are meant to do, because I do feel that there's, on some level, there's got to be a meant to do for you. Um, You know, is it grandiose? You know, maybe not, but it is, it sings to your soul. And I remember mentioning, um, you know, don't, Wayne Dyer's morning of don't die with your music still in you. So it's it's in an effort to pursue your music, your unique brand of music. And I still believe that. And I will always believe that. But there are different levels, okay, within that search and landing. Um, not everybody's meant to be uh, up there with, you know, um, in public. A lot of people are meant to do something very quiet and seemingly... Um, unnoticeable maybe, but they make a great impact in their surrounding, their unique uh, small world. So, but the emotional intelligence uh, features prominently in all of our lives, whether we are in a search for what we were meant to do, or whether we are looking to keep what we have, both personally and professionally, okay? Because in terms of your professional pursuit, Uh, It's obvious why we would want to be self-aware and um, be able to express our truth and our our authenticity and engage with others and manage our emotions and control them to the extent that uh, we um, feel uh, overrun by our emotions. And um, and all of those uh, those components within the emotional intelligence realm feature uh, very well in the job search for what is most suitable for you to do. But even in terms of keeping uh, what you have personally and professionally, again, um, I think there's such a, uh, a, a bond there between our personal and professional lives. Uh, or maybe it's just my philosophy that we should have a bond there, that we should have synergy there, that that we should have um, you know, peace and love um, in that, uh, you know, the soft skills, right, in both those worlds of ours. And if we don't know what that is, it behooves us to pursue what, you know, what it does, what is it that makes our heart sing, you know, um, what is it that we can pursue that will allow us uh, to leave this universe uh, without feeling a sense of regret um, about what we did, Okay. But the components within uh, emotional intelligence, and you'll you'll hear varying accounts of it, but it all contains the same, it, it's all the same content. It may be a different form, 
Uh, some people may speak about four uh, categories, um, emotional self-awareness and emotional management and others, uh, others awareness of others' emotions and then um, management in terms of managing the emotions of others at the workplace. And it doesn't have to be with, um, you know, leaders. It can be uh, from leader to subordinate. It can be peers. It can be uh, even managing your boss. You probably have heard that before. If you're emotionally intelligent, you can enact these uh, aspects of emotional intelligence with anyone, anywhere, and have a more, a greater quality to your life as a consequence of doing that. But um, the emotional self-awareness component is one in which I have had to really, you know, we talked before about uh, being self-aware and what gets in the way of being self-aware and uh, why it's useful to get an assessment to get us kind of digging deeper into our own self-awareness so that we understand better what we, who we are, what we need, um, and how we interact with the world around us, the small world and the greater world, right? And uh, the blocks to the, that self-awareness we spoke about were denial and repression and, uh, you know, rationalization. Those are the, the kinds of things that get in the way of us being completely self-aware from the time we were small to our present life because we have buried a lot of things. And we also spoke about the fact that we don't bury them uh, dead. We bury them alive. So they're going to creep up. That creeping up is part of the emotional intelligence learning as well. Um, in the parlance of emotional intelligence, it's called hijack, which means that something happens, a stimulus occurs, and it reminds us subconsciously of something in our past that hurt us, that bothered us, that even um, you know devastated us. And we react. We don't respond. We react. And it has to do with the parts of the brain that get engaged. You know, the limbic system is the feelings where all the feelings and emotions, um, you know, are so that they they come to protect us. You know, they come on a, a dime, but they're not always positive and they're not always things we don't regret. They're usually things we say gosh, what was I thinking when I said that or did that? You know, the point is you weren't thinking because your neocortex and cortex, the thinking part of the brain has been disengaged. So it's a huge portion of emotional um, self-awareness and emotional intelligence in general. And then on the job, it is very critical that we take that self-awareness and we're able to express ourselves in an authentic way to engage with another human being, whether it be our subordinate, our boss, whatever. We gain so much credibility and trust with other people when we are authentic with them and share our honest um, feelings and emotions in an appropriate way. There is an appropriate way to do it. And the appropriate way would not be screaming and yelling or um, reactive behavior, it would be response behavior, response-able behavior, which means basically that we've developed ourselves to know that this kind of thing is going to send me in this direction, and I am going to intercept it with this particular technique, or, you know, after a while it becomes, uh, you know, 
second nature to us. And so that would be the goal. But um, but it certainly behooves us to know what those components are. So we get the self-awareness. It's understanding your own emotions. And then we go to self-expression, which is being able to express your emotions um, effectively with colleagues and and trusted, um, you know, and people who, who with whom we want to develop trust. And actually, that would be everybody in your world, I, I would imagine. I don't think you want relationships that are, you know, anything but mutually trusting. Um, that would be my thought. But, you know, you can write to me and dis- dispute that. The next thing is being aware of other people's emotions. Have you ever met someone where they can go in a room and look at the room and tell you what the mood of the room is, or they can hone in on somebody and say that person is not feeling very well. I just heard a a story. I think I actually had her on our show um, from Dawn, and she mentioned how she was upset about something and her boss Uh, noticed it and came up to her and said, so how are you doing? And she kept her head down saying she was doing fine, fine, fine. And he knew she wasn't. And then as he was standing there, just subtly interacting with her, she, you know, became emotional. And he said, let's go in my office and talk. And that is an emotionally intelligent boss, I told her. And she, you know, she smiled with with um, affirmation uh, because she knew that that it was nice to be acknowledged in that way. We all want to be acknowledged for our emotions and not um, judged by them or uh, or, you know, not feeling uh, feeling a not uh, that somebody doesn't accept us for how we feel, um, and 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 it it really does result in interpersonal effectiveness when we are aware of the other person's emotions and um, and feelings, and it doesn't take a whole lot other than paying attention and being aware of your own, uh, so that you kind of uh, have that awareness already in you and you've worked that muscle and it's allowed you to recognize it in another person. And then, you know, the, the idea of decision-making, you know, emotional intelligence affects our performance, behavior, and decision-making. Now that's huge. That's about everything we do every day. We either perform, behave, we behave every day. We actually perform every day on some level and our decision-making, we make done tons of decisions all of the time, all day long. And um, the emotional reasoning portion of our emotional intelligence, um, building our emotional intelligence has to do with using that emotional information from others and from yourself to make decisions that are basically will result in a greater buy-in from the others. Um, so that so that there's a cohesiveness and a collaboration and a synergy that takes place when emotional reasoning is utilized in that manner. Um, we don't need to say too much about emotional self-management. It's managing your own emotions, right? Um, we have them. We don't have to be run by them. Our awareness will prevent us from being run by them because uh, that which we are unaware of will run us. And by run us, I mean, will be at the motivation for all of our behavior, performance and decision making. And if it's re- in a reactive mode, it is not positive. 
if it is in a response-able mode, as I say, or responsive mode, um, it demonstrate, uh, demonstrates your sense of responsibility about your own emotions and how you might manage them. So uh, that also will enhance, um, you know, all kinds of things in your, um, on the job and in your life, in your personal life. So, um, you know, job satisfaction, job engagement with others, all of that stuff. The, the next component, and this is not in any particular order, except for I think self-awareness, um, you know, self, emotional self-awareness does come first and precedes all of the others, but emotional management of others. So now you've got, um, you're managing your own emotions, you're even controlling any outbursts of your emotions by instituting a, you know, a system for yourself to check in with yourself, to either breathe or, you know, dance or stand on one foot and jump, um, you know, jump on one foot. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of techniques that you can, can use to stop yourself from overreacting and behaving in a manner in which you will regret, you will have regrets. You don't want to do that. You want to um, respond and not react. Um, but the emotional management of others is, is influencing the moods and emotions of other people. And, you know, particularly with leaders, and I'm talking to leaders this week, but um, next week, actually, but um, it even you know, in our everyday lives um, to, to, you know, when we go to work, we have, we bring with us ourselves and our moods and our attitudes and our behaviors. And those have an infectious um, sort of uh, influence on other people, particularly if you're the leader, right? If you're negative or you're demeaning or anything like that, of course, God forbid, but um, you will, you, you will, you will uh, create a mood that is negative. And if you are positive and accepting and you listen to others and you engage and you take into account their feelings and emotions, um, either on a group or one-on-one, that will create an environment where other people not only want to come in, but you will be able to more effectively deal with um, any kind of conflict in the workplace. And they will trust you and resolving those conflicts in the workplace because you have managed to do, to do uh, all of the things we've talked about so far. And then emotional self-control. Um, I just talked about the fact that, you know, you would institute a system whereby you would uh, control any strong emotions you might have uh, with whatever works for you. Um, most people say, you know, count to 10, uh, you know, do some diaphragmatic breathing, um, you know, sing a song. I mean, you can, you can, whatever works for you is great. I mean, you don't have to have any particular, um, you know, ideas that are, are, um, are thrown at you. It, it really is whatever will work for you, but that creates an, an emotion, an emotional well-being in the department or the corporation, particularly if you're the leader. Um, it also, uh, takes into account the, 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 the allowance of thinking clearly in a stressful situation. And even if um, you are in a stressful situation, to be able to think clearly, that's the other outcome of emotional self-control. Um, and it just is uh, the capacity, it just demonstrates a capacity to deal effectively with uh, those situations that do cause you strong emotions. And that's, that we all know 
uniquely about ourselves, what causes us to go into a stressful mode. So that is really it. And I don't think that um, emotional intelligence is something that you do not want to develop. I would think we all want to develop it and, you know, really um, practice it so that we perfect it in ourselves. And we're always learning, right? But this is a subject that is so worth learning and using because unlike intellectual intelligence, it, it is something that we can build within ourselves and grow within ourselves and develop within ourselves. And it behooves us to do that, whether we are looking for the perfect job or we're in the perfect job and don't want to lose it, or we're in any job and we want to have a pleasant experience while we're there. Okay, so I hope that has shed some light on the emotional intelligence component. And again, as I say, next week, we're going to hear from Jerry, our executive coach, and see um, how she has come to where she is in her life. I appreciate you listening today. And as I always say, I hope you live with love in your life personally and professionally. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.